You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Listening to Layers of Communication with your host, Lydia Taggart. Life presents experiences that add layers to who we are and how we see the world, affecting how we communicate. Lydia is here to take apart the layers and create new ways to connect and build relationships. So now, please welcome the host of Layers of Communication, your core boss, Lydia Taggart. Welcome to Layers of Communication on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. If you want to join our conversation, you can call in at 1-866-451-1451. We'd love to have you join our conversation today. So here's the question for today. We know we all have these voices that we hear in our head. Whether we want to admit it or not, they're there trying to tell us what we want to do or what we should do. But how do we decide if it's a voice we really want to listen to? How do we recognize our inner voice? Have you heard your inner voice lately? I just heard a bunch of different voices talking to you. And I'm not talking about schizophrenia. That's a different story. But we all have influences like if I'm going out to do something that maybe my mom wouldn't have approved of when I was a kid I hear my mom's voice in my head saying Lydia what are you doing you know there's voices and influences of people in our life that come to us and we're going to talk today about how do we recognize our own inner voice that's ours that we do want to listen to our own inner voice right so here's the story We're ready for the story today. Um, Every, oh, once a month or so, my boys and my husband all go out on a scout camp out. Every month, my my husband's a scout master with the Boy Scouts, and my my boys are all in scouts. So um, in, in February or January, they usually go out to a cold place, and they all go. It's not just the young 12, 13-year-old boys. All of the boys in the, the scouting program in our local troops go to this one. And so it was just me and my daughter. And we try to do a girls' night every time that the boys go out. But my other boys are getting older and they don't always go. So this was like a big deal. We're going to have girls' night. And so you know that means we're going to watch a chick flick or paint our nails or just eat stuff that the girls want to eat that maybe the boys don't want to eat, anything that we want to do that the boys maybe would vote against, we try to fit into our girls' night. So I had this craft clear back from girls' camp last year that we didn't finish. And so we're going to get these out. And it's a block of wood 
and you hammer nails into it in a pattern it's like a heart out of nails and then you take a string and you wind it around and decorate and fill in this heart and you can like go crazy with it or make it all organized and so we're hammering these nails into the block of wood and I was like oh it's crooked try again oh my goodness it was so hard to hammer a nail in straight but we tried it and tried it and it, it worked out good enough good enough and if you stand back you can't really tell that it's really crooked and then we got our string and my daughter just went to town on hers she just had a great time doing hers and I thought I'm going to make mine into a pattern and it didn't look so good and so I undid it I unwound the string from all of it and I did it again and it didn't look very good again it was it was like all lopsided on one side of the heart had a bunch of string and the other side looked kind of bare. So I undid it again because it wasn't balanced. And I looked at hers and I went, yours looks so great. I want mine to look like yours. So I tried to, to imitate her string art. And I, I did it again and again until it looked good enough. I was like, whew, that was a lot of work. I could do it, but it definitely was not my strength. I had fun with it and everything was great, but just, you know, if you're going to hire somebody to hammer nails in straight, I'm not your girl for that. Don't hire me if you want it to look straight and, and be beautiful. It looked good. It looked good enough. I'm happy with it. It was fun. Now, comparing that to a couple of weeks ago when we did painting and oh my goodness, I love painting. It was so fun and so easy. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I took my painting home and I showed my husband and he said, yeah, I remember you used to paint all the time. Remember that time we lived with Verla and you were painting all the time. Remember that cat that you made for my mom? It looked so lifelike. It, this cat was amazing. It was a carved out piece of wood to the shape of a cat. So when you walked into the room, if you didn't know that it was just a painting on a piece of wood, you would think it was a real cat. I was pretty good at it. I was pretty impressed. And it was fun and took a lot of time. But that difference of, oh, yeah, this is what I love. I haven't painted in so long. I forgot that I love to paint. Compared to, whew, been there, done that with the string art. That was great. We've done that. We could check that off the to-do list. And that is a difference of finding our inner voice. To me, my inner voice says, you're not a string art person. You can do it and you can be okay at it and you could probably learn and practice and get better at it, but it's not what we'd call a strength. It's not one of my gifts or talents to be good at. And our inner voice speaks to us and tells us who we really are at the core. So that's one of the reasons why we want to figure out how do we recognize our inner voice. And maybe we don't need to go through an experience and go, oh, that was horrible. That's not my thing. Maybe there might be a way to recognize it before we have to go through the whole experience and take the other path so we can strengthen what needs to be strengthened before. And uh, this is a great layer of our communication layers. The finding our inner voice 
and being able to recognize and honor other people's inner voices instead of being like, oh, well, you should do string art. You'd be, it's so fun. You you really should do it. It is fun and it is great for other people who have that gift of hammering nails in straight. Go for it. It is great. Other people who haven't excelled at straight nails. mm -hmm, Yeah. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. And that's one of the keys too, is you don't have to do something if it's not going to help you and benefit you. There's lots of things that we want to to work on and strengthen. We, We all have weaknesses that we want to be made stronger. But what if we also focused on strengthening our strengths? What if we were like, oh, I'm super good at this but I'm horrible at that. Let's focus on making what you're good at even better. I see a lot of people in the world, probably most of us, I would think, we we find our weaknesses and we want to be better. We want to hide our weaknesses, turn them into strengths, and we forget that we do have some strengths. Everybody has something that they're good at, something that is amazing. Now, I'm using artistic kind of things, the outward obvious examples. There's dancing and all these other gifts and talents that come to mind when you think of strengths. But there's other strengths too. I remember my neighbor, oh, I loved her so much. She's moved and I still love her, but I don't get to see her very often anymore. And Stephanie was really amazing. She was not a dancer. She was not a painter. She was not any of those outward kind of talents that are thought of at first. Her gift was mathematics and tutoring and training and teaching people. I just loved that. And she was, she was amazing at accepting that that was her strength. Now, over the years, she developed a really good talent for sewing, but she had to work at it. So today we're going to talk with my good friend, Lori, about recognizing our inner voice so we can hold on to that and and maybe figure out a better way of communicating to our strengths, with our strengths, to other people's strengths. All right, we're going to take a break. So stay really close. We were going to come back with Lori. It's going to be such a great visit. You're listening on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. This is Layers of Communication, and I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Stay close. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language, and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net.
Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Welcome back to Layers of Communication on iHeartRadio, the BBM Global Network, and TuneIn Radio. The number to call in if you want to join our conversation is 1-866-451-1451. This is Layers of Communication, and I am your host, Lydia Taggart. I want to tell you about my good friend, Laurie Schoenfeld. She is an author and motivational speaker who shares her truths about being a child abuse and scoliosis survivor. She's spoken at the League of Utah Writers Conference, caring for the caregivers group, and multiple venues about overcoming fear to succeed. Now, I love Lori. She has been my friend for many years, and um, she actually, she's so dear to my heart. She was the first person to book me uh, and to help me to get booked for my first paid speaking gig at the League of Utah Writers. And it was just a local chapter meeting. It wasn't the big, huge conference that she's spoken at. But I just love her, and I know you're going to love her too. She's got a lot of awesome stuff to share with us today. Laurie, welcome. Laurie. Laurie? Laurie. It's Laurie. Hello, Lydia. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got one pass. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. So... What brought you to being an expert and recognizing your inner voice? Well, first off, um, expert's such a fun word for me because I don't feel like I am an expert because there's so much growth I'm still learning um, that we can all continue to learn within ourselves. But um, I will tell you that a few years ago, um, so a little bit of my story, um, I grew up as a child abuse. I was abused as a child. And a lot of that came with um, a lot of negative thoughts that were told to me as a kid very young. And so when I was little, I remember um, at eight, nine years old, I still could hear my inner voice. I remember very vividly. You know, my mom would tell me all these horrible things that um, I wasn't smart or um, that she wished that I was never born. I'd never be good for anything. And But I still had my inner, inner voice of saying, no, you are a good person. That's not what she means. But over time, um, as I heard all of those voices and I, you know, had beatings more occasionally or not occasionally, but consistently, Um, That noise, that inner voice was still there, but I couldn't hear it anymore because I was so tuned in to what she was saying and believing. I started believing the things that she said to be my truths, even though they're not. 
um, that's what I was surrounded by so often that I started believing that, oh, this is really me. And so um, I grew up with a lot of that negativity, a lot of depression, a lot of feeling like um, if I was going to do anything good with my life, it was it would be to help other people that I didn't deserve that time and attention for myself. And so as I was a mom, even growing up into motherhood, my five-year-old, who is now 10, but when she was five, had mentioned to me, um, had asked me, Mom, you know, when I'm a mom, and again, she's five, but she was so clear on what she had to say. When I'm a mom, am I going to be as unhappy as you? And that that completely broke my heart of she was five, but she saw all that negative dialogue in some sort, like she was absorbing some of that. Even though I thought I wasn't showing that, she could still feel that. And that, for me, was kind of the turning point of, I want my kids to know that they can fail, that they're going to have hardships, that there's going to be massive struggles in their life, but never again will my kid ever have to ask me, will I be that unhappy as a mom? And so that was the turning point of me really getting my feet wet, trying to dive into books, um, motivational videos, coaching, to really try to understand how I could shift my life and my mindset to let go of all this negative feedback that I was hearing inside my head to be true for myself, but wasn't me. And so um, that was kind of a long extended (laughs) definition, but that was what kind of began as I started putting a lot of passion into who am I um, for myself, trying to learn how to love myself completely for me, not to be loved for someone else of what someone else wanted me to be or what I should or shouldn't be, but who I wanted to be for myself and love that person completely. So it's been a passion for me, very, very focused for about five, five or six years, excuse me, just showing up every single day um, to those tools, to my toolbox and reminding myself why I love myself and showing up and doing those exercises. So I'm training my brain to let go of all that toxic behavior, all that negativity, all the things Mm -hmm. that have been holding me back and rewiring it um, essentially to be a different tune of positivity, love, gentleness, ambition, um, which does take practice and it does take time, but has been a passion of mine for a while. So I love that. I love that. Your kids are so amazing. Mm -hmm. I love having kids. They, they bring so much clarity to everything that we're doing and our purpose in life when we have kids. And I think people discount that quite a bit that, um, I think there's this idea in the world that kids are a burden or you have to be something for the kids or my biggest thing is people stay married for the kids or stay married for you. You know, that's, that's your thing. Mm -hmm. But then, um, kids are so good. They're such a blessing for us to have in our lives. My son yesterday, I had, I had a little meltdown freak out yesterday and then I came back into the room. My son says, I'm so glad you're happier now, Mom. <laughs> oh. We, have, we still have those toolboxes we need to open up every day and work on that. Yes. 
Okay, we're going to have yep. another break, and we'll come back and visit more with Lori and um, recognizing our inner voice. You're listening to Layers of Communication on the BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Stay close. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach using social media and Skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. Welcome back to Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. We're on the BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. And today we're talking with Laurie Schoenfeld. Um, We're discussing recognizing your inner voice. And Laurie, tell me, what does recognizing your inner voice mean to you? Before the break, you were talking about how you were able to still have it after, I I don't remember recognizing it as a specific like you um you described that when your mom was yelling at you and telling you things you still were able to hear your voice inside saying no that's not what she means and that's not true how has that recognizing affected your life as you've been growing up and what does it mean to you to be able to recognize your inner voice yeah um so for me, uh, recognizing my inner voice is kind of like it's your inner coach, you know, the Jiminy Cricket of your conscience, you know, where it's gentle, it's focused, um, very centered, kind of like a meditative, peaceful feeling. Um, that's the core of when you hear that encouraging voice, that's your inner voice. And what happens just over time is depending on what you're surrounded around, whether it's family, uh, friends, workplace, you know, and then even your upbringing, you hold on to things from your upbringing, like you were mentioning with, 
you know, you can hear your mom sometimes, well, Lydia, what are you doing? You know, stuff like that ends Mm -hmm. up kind of um, fading the inner voice a little bit where you second guess it. A lot of times in the past, I would second guess my inner voice, that peaceful feeling, because I'd listen or hear other things that people were saying like, oh, that's not a good idea for you, or, you know, that's not going to work. Or even I would tell myself from past experiences, like, you've tried that before you felt, why would you do that again? You know what I mean? And so it's really staying centered into when you feel that peaceful, um, just really focused voice that is the core essence of, of you. And all the rest of it that you hear a lot of times is the noise and the chaos from your mind and your thoughts of what you're hearing around you about yourself or about other people. And so um, I started, like I said, about five or six years ago, I started doing a lot of different practices and things um, to help me learn how to really center more into my um, core inner voice. So I would do writing was a huge thing for me because when you write, you're allowing yourself to be creative. There's a creative flow that goes into that. Um, you, it's unfiltered. You're very vulnerable when you're writing. Typically, you're not writing for someone else. Usually, you're writing for yourself. Um, and so I would get a lot of, as I was writing, I'd get a lot of what I was feeling for myself out on paper. And it wasn't, well, I should be doing this for you know, my friend, or I should be doing this because this is what my parents think I should do, or I should be doing this because this will make me a better wife. It was just, this is who you are. This is what you're doing. That's great. Not, this is what you should be doing to be better. Mm -hmm. It was much more focused on the now of what I am doing. That's good. Um, You know, and I do, I do daily affirmations. So all the negative thoughts, because I still have, we all have negative dialogue right? We just choose either to allow it to consume us or we decide to say, you know what, I'm not going to let you be in my space. And so if I start hearing that negative dialogue, like, you know, Laurie, you're not smart or, um, you know, Laurie, you're not a good mom or whatever it is that I'm hearing that day, I will shift it in my mind and say, I am smart. Laurie, Laurie is smart or I'm smart you know, I'm a good mom. And I'll say it multiple times until that brainwave and that negative dialogue fades. Sometimes it takes more times than not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it, it shifts things when you do do that. And there's other things that I do as well, but those are a few main things that I show up and I do every single day that starts the day off centering me into um, recognizing my core of who I am. And I start at the morning um, you know, once the kids are off to school, so I'm really tuned in at the very beginning of the day to who I am without all the extra noise coming in. So that's good. Do you also put yourself to sleep that same way? I, you know what? I have not actually done that, but I am intrigued to actually do that now. I do do, um, I do do. <laughs> do, do. Um, before I go to bed, I typically will look at my day um, for the following day, but I usually write out some goals that are positive goals for myself. So, um, 
you know, most of the time I will say, okay, I'm going to do my happy morning things every single day, which is what I call them. I have like a, a practice I do every morning, um, which mm-hmm. goes into my writing and my affirmations. Um, but I read usually motivational books or I go to bed before bed listening to motivational video. Um, something of that nature, but that's positive and healthy that tunes my brain into that positive focus rather than the negative. That's great. Yeah, I was talking with my husband today about our morning and evening routines. Every every so often we fall out of our routine, right? We get caught up in the world and whatever is happening in our schedules. Yeah. And, and so we were revisiting that again today. And um, like just We've only got one vehicle right now, so that's kind of changing how we used to do our routine. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it's so beneficial to have a morning and an evening routine, whether it's motivational video or anything else. Um, my negativity used to always come from bad dreams and nightmares. I would wake up in the night mm-hmm. and just have a big problem. And then like I could wake up and, and do my morning just great, but it's that sleeping time. And so I found when I put myself to bed on with intentions to have a good sleep as well as wake up to have a good intention for the day, those bookends really right. set things in order. So, um, I love motivation. That. That's, that's yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite things. That um, I mean, there's so many different ways we can start our day and end our day in positive ways. There's so many yes. options. And I have found that writing, oh my goodness, writing is such a good thing. And um, do you use a pen and paper or the computer for your writing? Do you find a difference with that? Yes. So when I do, when I'm doing like creative writing for my books, I'll do my computer. But when I am journaling or I am writing down thoughts of the day, which I call morning pages, I do a notebook and a pen. And there is a difference there because with my notebook and pen, it feels much more raw. Um, I just get everything out and it feels more I don't know, um, more authentic for me to just write everything out on paper um, when I'm in that motion because I'll find myself on the computer wanting to like, you know, if I make a mistake, <laughs> going back mm-hmm. and editing my, my journaling, which is not allowing me to be in that flow and that process of really getting all of those emotions and those thoughts out on paper. You know, it's almost backtracking what I was trying to do, so... Yes, I yeah, thought that that was what you'd say because I feel the same way about yeah. writing. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break again. You're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. This is Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. We're visiting with Laurie Schoenfeld, and we'll be back. Stay close. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Leip is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Leip's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract 
and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. This is Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart, and today we're visiting with Lori Schoenfeld about recognizing our inner voice. All right, Lori, today, what differences would you see in your life and your relationships if you were not able to recognize your inner voice? What kind of difference is this making in your life? Oh my goodness. Um, so going back to about five years ago when my daughter had made that comment, um, I was the girl who pretended that I had everything together. Um, you know, massive people pleaser, um, try to listen to a lot of what other people said I should be doing. And I was, there were parts of me that were were happy and striving to be happy, but in the core, I was really, really depressed. And um, I was even mad that I was depressed because I was thinking to myself, why are you so upset? You have an amazing husband. You have, you know, your beautiful kids. There's so much to be grateful for, but I was living um, so much for what other people wanted me to do that it, there was just a sadness there. There was still a void that, um, I couldn't really process how to fix, but I knew that I didn't want to be that way anymore. And I think, you know, I'd had a few panic attacks, um, again, massive depression. Um, after my daughter had made that comment, I was like, I, I want to teach my child and my kids, my future kids, how to not feel this way. And the only way that I knew that I could do that is if I taught by example, which meant that I had to get my crap together and figure out how to really learn how to love myself. Um, and today I look, and of course there's always things that I still massively fell at. There's things that are a work in progress, but I am much more gentle and loving with myself. There's not this um, perfection element of, oh my gosh, you are doing awful. If I mess up, I'm like, you know what, that's okay. Look at what else you did today. That was really, really good, which years ago, um, if I messed up on anything, it, it broke me. 
um, I went straight to, oh, you're an awful person, like, you know, and, and now um, I'm really able to see the good that I am doing, like truly, honestly, what I'm striving to do better at rather than, um, you know, seeing that as a, that failure is a bad thing. I look at failure as, okay, well, we, we fell down. That means you tried. That was a really good effort. Let's get up and try again. Um, so, I mean, goodness, just looking back, like I feel sad even thinking about how I used to be because it was really sad. And now um, I just feel so much more at peace. I feel joyous within my own skin. And I think that's the core essence of listening to your inner voices when you're really listening to yourself, even if you are trying really hard to do things for other people, if you're not happy within your own skin and you're not happy within yourself, um, you're not really helping those around you, even though you're trying to, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they still see that you're unhappy. And so uh, once I started to feel happy and learning those techniques, things shifted within my family and my relationships. Um, When I had a good relationship with myself, you know, I saw, different things, more positive things within my relationship with my children and the way that I viewed situations that maybe weren't the best situations. I was able to find positivity rather than, Oh my goodness, this is going to break me. So it's, it really has played a massive shift in my life as a whole. um, When you change that mindset with just everything. That's beautiful. And I, that mindset change, it, it, can just ripple out to so many places that you don't even imagine. Um, I was thinking while you're talking about changing and shifting your relationships, it reminded me of a relationship that I've been struggling with um, over the years, just generally speaking. And I did something in my new mindset and my sister calls me and she's like, are you feeling extra Christ-like today or something? Or like, what are you talking about? She's like, you just did that. I was like, what? And I didn't even recognize because I've come so far from where I used to be. I didn't even recognize the Mm -hmm. effort that I had put into mending and fixing that relationship to a point. And, um, and so, yeah, Uh, our inner voice and being at peace with who we are. um, Does it affect your decisiveness, your decision-making? How does it affect your decision-making? Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah. So, you know, before, when you're listening to all the other inner voices that you have in your head from, you know, people around you, it makes it much more confusing when you're trying to make decisions because you have, you know, maybe mom in one part of your brain or, you know, an old friend in your other, another section of your brain, you have all this noise. And when you are centered in your core, um, you're much, it's much easier for you to just say, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. And it may not be what other people think I should do, but this is what feels right and best for me. And not feeling that guilt, letting go of that guilt of, oh, I I might make somebody upset if I make this decision because you just know that I know myself and this feels right for me. So even if it upsets someone else, that's not my intention, but I trust myself and I know where my heart Mm -hmm. is. And I think that's a huge step because that was really hard as a people pleaser. That used to be a huge 
hard decision for me because I didn't want to discipline other people. I didn't want to let other people down. And so I had that shift of this is what I feel is right, but then this is what somebody's going to be upset about if I don't do this. Um, and so kind of just being more in tune to yourself and knowing and believing that what you're feeling is really is you and that it's okay. And other people don't have to necessarily agree with what you're doing, but if it feels best for you, then that's, that's it. And letting that guilt go. So that was a huge process for me to learn too. Yes. And letting that guilt go that that's really huge to be able to let that guilt go and not just recognize our inner voice, but take that action on what our inner voice is speaking to and trust Mm -hmm. ourselves, being able to really trust ourselves. I think that's one of the things that gets lost when we're listening to the other voices. We, we lose our trust and, um, yeah, I th- I think that's really amazing to to point out too. All right, it is time for another break. So you're listening on the BBM excuse me the BBM Global Network Tune In Radio iHeart Radio. This is Layers of Communication. I'm your host Lydia Taggart, and we're visiting with Lori Schoenfeld. Stay close. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Welcome back to Layers of Communication on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Today we're visiting with Lori Schoenfeld about recognizing our inner voice. Okay, Lori, we do have talked about writing and focusing on the now and repeating positives until the negative fades away and and really choosing into what kind of voice we want to have in our head and putting that there until the other voices go away. Can you tell us more about your writing and how would how would our audience implement writing, not just to write a book, but to allow ourselves to tune in to our inner voice? Yes. Okay. So, um, so writing, when I do my, I do usually anywhere from three to five pages of longhand writing in the morning. And, um, before I get started, I, I kind of get myself in this space where I tell myself that I'm just going to let go. And the reason why I do that is because a lot of times, um, just as people, before we write, we want to almost, we still want to filter, right? Like just how we are around other people. We want to filter out parts of who we are. We don't want to say the nitty gritty. We don't want to tell too much. We don't want to sound like we're being too much of a sob story. But 
the part that's healing and refreshing is when you come to those pages, you tell yourself that you're going to let it go. And then you put that all on the page. It's not pretty writing. You get the anger out, maybe frustrations that you're feeling, things that are bothering you that are making you sad, um, things that you feel within yourself, but being completely honest with your pages. And they're not for anyone else. They're just for you where you get everything out that you're feeling. It is not edited. It is not filtered. It is strictly um, whatever is in your heart and in your mind. And by doing that, um, that gives you that safe space. It allows you to be able to put those things on paper that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable putting out there in the world yet or putting out there in your fiction writing or putting out there in relationships at the moment. But that helps you as you put it on paper to process those thoughts that you've put on paper throughout the day. And it's interesting that when you really let yourself let go, um, those thoughts will follow you throughout the day. And then you start gaining clarity on those things that have been bothering you. Uh, relationships that maybe aren't working where then you can start processing, okay, here's how maybe we could fix those problems or let's try this. Um, so it really just sets it up. It's kind of like a map. I feel like when you're writing, it's like a map, you get it all out. And then the rest of the day, you're kind of finding those pieces of how to connect and make things better in your life. But you have to be really vulnerable and real first before you can find those solutions. So just be yes. vulnerable and real and just get it out. And that's the best advice I have for that is no editing, no perfect writing, just be you. And let did it go. you have a hard time at the beginning when you first started this writing process? Did you have a hard time being vulnerable and, and allowing yourself to go into that place? Yes. <laughs> As my first few notebooks, I have now, I was telling my husband, like, just with my morning pages, I could probably have five novels done and published at this point, right? Because I have yes. so many notebooks. But the um, the first, I want to say first 10 entries, um, I went back and I had all these like, you know, I tried to edit my writing, you know, and then there were parts where I'd start getting vulnerable and then I'd be like, but everything's okay, you know, Um and I wouldn't really allow myself to say, okay, everything is not okay, but how are we going to find a solution to make it better? And I think that was, it took me a while to process that. It's okay to say that you're not okay, but let's find mm -hmm. a different way to make it better for next time so that I can move forward. Um, but yeah, the first 10 entries, <laughs> it took a while to be vulnerable, but then again, like when you show up every single day, it is a flow. It is a process. Um, it's not something that just happens overnight, but the more you show up, um, the more you're able to hear your inner voice and really just let go um, as you do those practices every single day. So that's awesome. Yeah, I find a lot of um, a lot of people will be afraid, like you say, to go into that vulnerable place and we'll start out like, Oh, this makes me so mad. And then we'll turn it around and be like, Oh, but this is good. And this is good. Like we have to compensate for our negativity, even when we're writing and nobody else is going to see it except for us. We still yeah. are afraid of going all the way there. 
yeah. so do you you leave it completely like oh and then it made me angry and rar and then you're done you close it close the book and you carry on and just let it process yeah so i i do my morning pages first so i get it all out and then i go into doing uh, my morning affirmations so i i get all that negative energy that I'm feeling out on paper. And then I go into doing positive affirmations. Um, usually do about 15. I listen to motivational videos. Um, I meditate. So I kind of, it's like a teeter totter. I balance out letting go of the negativity and refixing it with that positive energy and that positive space. But by letting it go, I'm now able to, my brain has more space to actually process what's going on now that I've said see you later <laughs> on mm-hmm. the paper um, <laughs> and when, when we get it so, out then we can put something else in its place yes I, I think people are afraid of it too because we think that when we're getting it out and we're focusing on it then that is going to be our focus but it's not it's a release and moving it so we can mm-hmm. put something that we want in its place right that's that's right. fantastic well we're almost to our last break. Um, before we get there, I want to make sure that you've shared everything that you want to. Are there any other tips that you want to share before we're done visiting today? Um, yeah, so I would just say as far as recognizing your inner voice, um, I think so many people it's feel that, you know, it's very overwhelming, um, that they want to figure it out right away. And I think my, my biggest thing that I've learned is nothing good um, comes right away. It takes time and it takes practice and it takes effort. But I think that scares people away of, well, I don't even want to get started because it's going to be so hard and it's going to be so much work. But what we're missing is by showing up every single day and taking care of ourselves Uh, the impact that we have on other people and those around us, uh, our children, our relationships with other people, where we start at taking care of us, but then it also affects other people in a positive light in nature as well, Um, which is much more um, empowering, I think. Even though it sounds hard, it will make your life more full and much better uh, once you start being able to really say, okay, I'm going to show up every day, even though this is hard, this is going to benefit me for the rest of my life. That is so true. So true. Those ripple effects, our layers can, they can get so far out and reach into other people's layers of who they are. We can affect the people around us by our own taking care of us. Um, Lori, where can people find you? So I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook under Lari. It's L-A-U-R-I Schoenfeld, S-C-H-O-E-N-F-E-L-D. It's a mouthful. Um, I've had Larry Schoenfeld. I know people are like, are you there? I'm like, no. <laughs> so, but it's Lari Schoenfeld <laughs> um, at Instagram and Facebook. And feel free if anyone has any questions. Um you know, about some of the process that I've gone through or different techniques, exercises they'd like, I'd, I'd be happy to send those over as well. So, 
Thank you. Yes, I th- I think we could just talk for a month and we've run out of time already. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to have you on the show again in the future, Lori. I would Thank love you for- it. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to break. You're on iTunes Radio, iHeart Radio, excuse me, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, BBM Global Network, Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Stay close. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted, and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, know there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Welcome back to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. You're listening to Layers of Communication. I am your host, Lydia Taggart. I'm so glad you're able to be here with me today and hope you've been able to get some really good uh, pointers and, and tips on recognizing your inner voice. What can this recognizing your inner voice do for you? Can it change your relationships? Can it bring you peace in your and joy to your core, core of your soul? Um I think it can. When we are able to tune out the noise, like Lori was talking about, we are able to listen to what we personally want and believe. Um, And it can go, like Lori says, with her um, growing up being abused and whatnot, it can help in those situations. Or if we're not in those those drastic situations, it can help in in smaller, less, uh, less dramatic example. And remember one time uh, when I was a little girl, I was always a very good girl, very good girl. Um, And I never said anything that was bad or mean. I tried really, really hard to be good. And this one day I remember I was like 12 years old and I was madder than I'd ever, ever thought in my entire life I could ever be so mad. 
And I was fighting with my sisters and I thought, you know what? I am going to swear at them. I'm so mad. And I built this up and I thought, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say these bad swear words. And I threw my hairbrush across the room and I let those swear words fly. And it was not who I was. And it was so obvious that it was not me. My sisters started laughing because it was so funny to see me out of my element. And, oh, I didn't take on the swearing role very well. And I didn't go there. It's not who I am. I'm still a good girl. Um, But if we are doing these writings, you can let it all out and not worry about someone's going to laugh at you or have any other judgments on us we just be vulnerable and let it all out a hundred percent let it out um i'm so glad that we're able to have these tips on recognizing our inner voice you want to visit me at lydiataggart.com the free ebook is only going to be there today and tomorrow so make sure you go and get it if you haven't got that yet it's a really great tool for improving your communication and making more time for your relationships And remember, you are worth it, and so are they. We'll make it a great week, and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to Layers of Communication with your host, Lydia Taggart. Tune in next week as we break through the layers in order to communicate and connect down to your core on Lydia Taggart's Layers of Communication. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.